I'm Cam. I'm Casey. And we would be hanging out a lot this summer. But are unfortunately separated by quarantine. He's in Maryland. And he's in New Mexico. So we figured we'd start planning the road trip now. Every week we'll pitch a song to create the perfect road trip playlist. And probably veer off topic quite a bit. So this is Cam and Casey across the country. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're starting it off with me saying easy shmoney. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Casey. Oh, I'm Cam. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to introduce the <laughs> guest in like a nice it. way. Okay, never oh, mind. Never we that. got a guest today. <laughs> we have a guest. Who's our guest? Am I saying my name? Should I say it? Yeah, you can say your name. <laughs> Do whatever okay, you want. Hi. <laughs> it's Sophia. Oh my yeah. God. Welcome, Sophia. Ten, baby. Thank you. Episode ten, our ceremonious tenth episode. I and think we've reached double digits. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm actually happy. Like, with it. We're, we've been very consistent. I'm proud of us. We've done really well. Considering. That was pretty good. All right. Yeah, well, welcome, we, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Casey across the country. <laughs> Let's, uh, <laughs> I don't think we've said that in the beginning of any episode ever. We've never said the title <laughs> of what this podcast is. Because <laughs> we have an intro every time. Like, there's no point. That's true. Um. Well, let's, to, to get the podcast started, to kind of introduce our, our guest and we'll all follow suit, Sophia, what have you been listening to this week? What have I been listening to? A lot of K-pop. Um, <laughs> to be in character for me, you know. Um, a lot of music with like steel drum type sounds and like saxophones. Okay. I don't know. Like it's together just, or separately? Separate or together, honestly. I'm just kind okay. of for like steel drums. I don't know. It's just whatever song has it. I'm just like, oh, that's my favorite song ever. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm the same way with trumpets. If there's trumpets in a pop song, like it's my favorite pop song. <laughs> JB, a few, uh, I guess almost a week ago now, JB showed me a, a leaked Drake song that came out like a year ago, I think, and was very like it had a very like Caribbean like steel drum vibe to it. Like I kind of miss when like every pop song was like on this Caribbean tropical vibe yeah. of like using very non-typical instruments. I feel like we need to go back to that, to that era. That was more fun. It was more individual. I agree. What about you, Casey? Um, what have I been listening to? Oh, whenever we're like working out, cause I haven't listened to anything like all that new. Um, but I've been listening to this one rapper named Detranada from Baltimore. Um, and she's very good. It's really, it's like not even, it's just good, like hype up rap music. And she's a very, I've, not many people know about her, I don't think. So I really like her and she's from the DMV. So there's that. And then I also found a, um, an all female punk band, pop punk band called Meet Me at the Altar. Ooh. Who only has that. like singles and EPs out. And their song, Tyranny, is so good. So that's my recommend. That's my, music my musician recommendation for the week is meet me at the altar they're very good love that what if i big are they new did you say they're new they're very new i like okay it seems like they have stuff from like 2019 maybe 2018 but they don't have an album out and i like am fully embracing pop punk again like god i love <laughs> pop punk <laughs> honestly it's so good like I know, like, it's all during the scene phase and stuff, but honestly, if you go back and listen to it, it's like, wow, this actually slaps. Dude, a lot of it's really good. Yeah. And all this, like, all the vocalists are so strong. And I actually think there's a lot of, like, 
current more pop rock artists that kind of take from pop punk started that way i know paris used to be kind of pop punk and now they're like electro pop yeah i love mm. paris mr wives kind of rubs me that way like they could have that they're like almost punk influenced yeah what about you cameron what's your uh listen i've really gotten back into uh into the neighborhood recently oh my which god which isn't shocking at all considering i don't think i actually ever stopped but um hard to imagine the neighborhood ever changing is still a god tier album Dude, that album and Wiped Out are so good. Fantastic. I love both of them so, so much. I really like, I really like the, the Neighborhood. And I also like that Sweater Weather is now like the bisexual anthem. Like, I think that's very funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's hard to say that I, I've gone back to listening to the Neighborhood because I've pretty much been listening to them for a long time now. I can't remember when I started, but like, mm-hmm. I never really stopped between Wiped Out, Stuck With Me, and I Love You yes yeah i love you has like some pretty good singles i like i love you it's a lot more hit or miss wiped out is stellar is like all the way through and it's hard to imagine the neighborhood ever changing is like too long for it to be perfect but it's overall pretty it's darn close. good it's yeah so it's pretty good. close well episode 10 big uh hey, what's the theme? big topic this week big theme um very broad I don't know what made us decide to go with it, but this week's theme is existentialism. <laughs> Take that as you this will. This theme is a moral <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> it's going to be a everyone. I feel like everyone kind of is going to bring their own interpretations to this episode because this is probably the most obscure topic we've had. Yeah, very vague, which is exciting. It's difficult for our guest. I'm sorry, Sophie. <laughs> oh, I had fun with it. <laughs> okay, cool, sweet. Curious what everyone's approach to this was because yeah i personally at first i was finding songs that i thought because when i first told casey about this i was like i want to do like songs that make you feel small or like make you realize your like size comparative to the universe and i was like trying to find like weird songs that kind of fit that description and almost every time i ended up at lo-fi music okay and i don't i i i feel like everyone I'd be surprised if you guys also ended up with the same genre because I feel like each of us would kind of go into a different genre. Dude, I fully did not intend for this week to be like sad music, but all of the existential songs that's like really grandiose and like makes you think about things are like depressing as hell. That's true. So mine might be a little uh, little sad this week. So I apologize in advance. Oh my god. When you told me the theme, I was like, okay, let me find the saddest songs I can think of that make me just like question life. No. And then Dude, like and then I was like listening to my Spotify to see if I could find any more. And I started listening to Watsky and I was like, you know what? It can be fun and depressing. So Yeah, Watsky's a good choice. Good good ideas, yeah. It's a great choice. There are definitely, I think, some songs and some artists that I almost certainly over overlooked because I like came across a couple really early and I was like, Oh, these are the ones that I think will work for this week. Yeah. I've also got some, uh, some alternates. Cause I know cam, you <laughs> mentioned an artist the other day that I was like, we haven't actually done them. And mm-hmm. I was like, if you do it, I won't, but I have them kind of in my, like on the bench right now. So 
Bro, I, for the first time, I came up with the two songs I think I want to use, but I made an honorable mentions list, depending on the vibe of which way we go. Okay, cool. Um, So I'm excited to see what you guys came up with, but I'll go ahead and propose the first song. Yeah, you got it. My, my theme. Um, I'm going to take it a little less seriously. We're starting off on a Good. bit of a goofy note. Good. Um, And I think the reason why this song fit for me is because of how incredibly goofy it is. Um, and I don't want to get too into it before you listen to it, but this is Emotional Crank by Tampa Beats. Uh, oh my god. I think it's got to be the crossover between soldier boy and lo-fi that feels so weird that to me it fit this topic so well i think it's the biggest crossover in cinematic history without a doubt fully. <laughs> yeah this is the avengers endgame of music <laughs> <laughs> and it's, the thing i like about it too is it's like the topic for this week was un um not unintelligibly jesus on <laughs> not intentionally unintentionally that's the word i'm looking for unintentionally deep but like I didn't want to like make this that heavy of an episode because last week's we kind of like ventured into that arena a little bit. Yeah. So I wanted to start off on a bit of a goofy note, a little bit of a high note. Um, yeah, and I, I I love this song and I think it's so goofy and so well put together that Tama Beats put Soldier Boy into a lo-fi song. Dude, this entire album is literally like the soundtrack to high school for me. Like I would listen to mm -hmm. it when like studying or like doing things. All, like most of my friends liked it and it's like just it's like a good thing to put on in the background and the album is like long enough that it's long and diverse enough that you can kind of have it on the background and it's not boring but it's also not like distracting exactly this is kind of a perfect album i've only listened to this because i actually wasn't super into tomba beats in high school i mm -hmm. mostly got into it in college and only during finals and like when you're studying for finals, like everything else kind of melts around you. Like you're just kind of studying and maybe you eat every now and then, but that's about it for like a week or two. Mm -hmm. And I've like, that's the exact kind of emotion I feel whenever I hear Tampa Beats is like waking up at like four or 5 a.m. to like try and study last minute and get some breakfast before like an 8 a.m. exam. Like the, it's, the world is so different at four in the morning <laughs> than it is any other time of day. And that's exactly how... This song in particular, but kind of just Tampa Beats as a whole makes me feel it's like that that 4 a.m. on a college campus trying to like cram last minute for an 8 a.m. final. <laughs> it's a very bizarre emotion. Dude, the world is so different at 4 a.m. in the morning is such a good lo-fi album name. That's <laughs> true. Do you guys listen to, okay, do you guys prefer listening to like lo-fi music when you study or like like film scores or anything else? Like what's your kind of vibe when studying? You are both going to laugh at me. Oh, I'm excited. Like, <laughs> no, I listen to like piano covers of K-pop songs. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Or I'll listen to like TV show soundtracks, but yeah, usually it's like piano covers of K-pop. K-pop usually has some phenomenal like instrumentals. They do. Like, oh my God. It's the actual so good. melodies are so, are so good. Yeah. And like that's why I've been listening to like 
just the songs with steel drums and stuff because like it's it's so good like people shit on it so much but it's so good i think people shit on it because it's like the drake situation like we were talking about yeah. earlier like it's gotten so big i think it's got to be one of if not the largest genres right now yeah music. true right it's huge it's also like if you're in the u.s because it's like so culturally different people are like kind of like people who aren't kind of familiar with that culture like cringe but it's sort of like all right whatever yeah the melodies like i'll literally download a song not because of usually it's because of like the the singer or the lyrics or whatever but the actual track is usually fantastic like blackpink everything they put oh yes yes like it's also like it's fun too because it's really the melody is so necessary because yeah we don't understand half the lyrics yeah, and like to study to it, you can't get distracted by the lyrics. So you really just like the only thing you could pay attention to is the melody. That's a good point. Yeah. A pretty good study choice. I might have to hop on that bandwagon. Right? <laughs> I can send you a playlist. Dude, oh my god, can you? I'll t- I'll yeah. totally take it. <laughs> I have a I have a playlist on my phone just called America that's like mostly K-pop. <laughs> it's just like songs that aren't in English. Oh my god. It's like K-pop and 88 Rising exclusively and then like <laughs> one Spanish song and it's Despacito. <laughs> yes. Classic. Actually, I think Despacito is on that playlist. It's such that a was good a joke, song. But... Some French songs. Dude, French pop music goes oh, hard. So oh my god. Oh my god. My friend was like obsessing over Eurovision the other day and she was sending me like these French pop songs and they were all so good. Like, Dude, th- we Eurovision listened- just gets me. We listened to one um, during French class that our French teacher would play all the time, I think in middle school. Oh, I remember named that. Indila. And she yeah. only has one album, and it's from 2013, and every song on it is a banger, and she hasn't come out with anything since. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so upsetting. Dude, I've been, I've been lo- looking at Eurovision, too, because I just watched the movie, um, yeah. which is not good. I don't recommend it. <laughs> but the I Eurovision, think she told me to watch it, so that's so funny. It's, okay. Yeah, I'm not going to pedal back on that one. It's a bad movie. But <laughs> the music is pretty good from it. And the... Yeah. What's funny is that the whole time, so you can tell it's Will Ferrell singing, which was a poor decision. Oh, but, just like um, <laughs> Rachel McAdams. I thought she was singing the whole time, and I was like, she has the best voice in this whole movie. Like, she's fantastic. She's better than Demi Lovato. And then I found out that it was an Icelandic singer. Oh, that like did the the vocals for her because they're from Iceland, and all yeah. of the Icelandic singers' songs are like in Icelandic. And now I'm into this Icelandic singer named Molly Sandin. <laughs> she's so good. Oh my god, I'll have to check her out. Some of her early stuff seems to be in English, but then much of her more recent stuff is in Icelandic, which is fun. Yeah. Yeah, her her most recent album is Det Basta Kanske. Okay, I'm not even going to try. I'm not going to try. <laughs> I think you should. I think you should read the whole thing. All right, let's see. De- what is this. what is the A with the... <laughs> this is so uncultured. <laughs> this is... Oh my god. Um, The A with the two dots on top of it. How do you pronounce that? I think oh. it's like ah. Ah. Oh, oh, oh. So it, it's det basta conske ente hant n. That's how it there's probably oh, yeah. some like in there somewhere. <laughs> that sounded pretty good to be fair. 
Thank you. There was yeah. also there's a there's a letter because at the end of Eurovision the movie they sing a song that's in Icelandic or partly. Yeah. And when I looked at the lyrics, it was like there's a letter in Icelandic that's like a basically like a curvier D, like lowercase D with kind of a slash in the um Oh yeah. Top part. We used that in um I think we used that in linguistics, but I completely forgot what it is. And it sound it doesn't sound like a letter. It sounds like a f- almost like a full word. It's like a sound. It's like Yeah. I'm not even I don't even remember what, what it would be. <laughs> but um songs in other in other languages can are fun as you just focused on the sound. True. Which is very fun. I love the stereotypical trope of like your foreign language class playing a pop song and like having to memorize parts of it. Like I, I very vividly remember in Spanish class having to learn parts of Enrique Iglesias's El <laughs> oh at some point. At some point, I, I, <laughs> that didn't better my Spanish at all. <laughs> but it did better my understanding of Enrique Iglesias, though. <laughs> all of the Spanish, all of the Spanish kids, you guys first started taking Spanish in like early seventh grade, came out doing the community Spanish rap, the like donde, oh yeah, not, la biblioteca, <laughs> like every fucking day in middle school. Oh my god. In Japanese, um, last semester, we had to translate Imagine by John Lennon (laughs) into Japanese. (laughs) And like, my professor made us sing it. That's terrible. It was horrible. (laughs) Yoko Ono is shaking. (laughs) Yeah, with fear. We cannot (laughs) sing. (laughs) Alright, cool. Well, I'm gonna do... I'll do the next one. Okay. Sounds good. Which I don't have any options that are not sad. <laughs> so <laughs> this one is the least sad. And you were also your song like reminded me of high school. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll do that today, kind of. Okay. And I actually for the past like two hours have been driving around. I drove down to Key just because I was like, I don't really have anywhere else to go. Already in that mood to begin with. And we have yet to do this artist. I'm so baffled by the fact that I get to her first. Um, <laughs> so screw you, Cameron. This is a place we were made by Macy Peters. Uh-huh. <laughs> All that I know is no matter how far away, this is the place we were made. I know every street light and maybe the colors will fade. This is the place we were not in another language, but it is from a different country. So there's that. This is Macy Peters, who is, we've talked about a couple times on the podcast, I think. It's a small artist that Cameron and I are obsessed with uh, from the UK. And this is the first song that I ever heard from her because it was, Cam, have I told you this story? There was a, in our, um, at Key, there was a, the, the dance activity always picked like bomb ass songs for some reason to dance right. to during the assembly. And yeah. And I knew that because I had gotten songs from them before. <laughs> and I walked into the dance studio like junior year or something. And they had like they had left their board up with all of their song ideas. And I just wrote them all down because I was like all of their songs choices are usually really good. And this was one of them. And this was like the only song she had out at the time. Oh, yeah. This was her first song. It was yeah. on Spotify. So I don't know. So what's funny is that I don't know. I don't know who recommended this song to me. It was somebody in the dance activity. <laughs> Probably if I'm guessing, <laughs> but in love with this artist. This song is, it's like not even really nostalgia. It's just like, I mean, it is, but it's like talking about 
where you grew up in much more of like a I don't know. It's not really like rose. It's not really written with rose-colored glasses, which is nice. It's like seemingly somewhat objective, but that makes it like even more heartbreaking. <laughs> um, and it's all of the little tiny details that you wouldn't like really think about unless you're away from it for a long time. And definitely like going to college, not being in in high school, not being at home, makes you kind of appreciate those things even more. And so this song is like feel like how small you are in the grand scheme of things, and it is beautiful and. Yeah, I'm in love with this song. It's like my favorite one from her still. That's fan- it's a great song. I mean, all of her songs could have been put into this playlist. Sure. She's shown incredible restraint to wait until the <laughs> Every week, probably. <laughs> but I, I love this song. I think it, it fits. It's the most fitting song of hers for this week, for this topic. Of- yeah. She'll be on here again, for sure. Very soon. Next week. Tune in next time. <laughs> Dude, from now, from here on in, we've lifted, we've broken the seal. She's gonna be in every episode. <laughs> we gotta limit it. Every ten episodes, we're allowed a Maisie Peters song. It, it's also like crazy because she wrote this at like seventeen, I think. Like she wrote this before, or she released it at seventeen. She's like younger than us, which is terif- a terrifying mm-hmm. thought. I don't like that there are artists that I really <laughs> like who is yo- who are younger than me. Oh, that's me with Billy. With who? Billie Eilish. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I keep forgetting she's younger than us. Yeah. She's also significantly younger. Like two years. Two, three years. Because Macy Peters was... She's older than Cam, but she's younger than you and I, so she's she's like May, right? May 2000 or something. Because I remember looking at like her... just Because Apple Music just like has some like facts on it usually. So I remember like looking at her biography before we went to the concert and it threw me off that she oh right yeah because it's it's one thing if it's like it's one thing if they're more famous than you at this age because like we have first of all we have no shot at being famous and secondly like fame doesn't really age doesn't really matter you can be born into it pretty easily but it sucks being like (laughs) there this person is more talented than me in this than i will be at anything (laughs) like like ever like man it's because her lyrics are so good. That's why I keep coming back to her songs. Because her songs ultimately are somewhat, I say generic, but like typical. Like most of her songs are fairly um, simplistic. But mm-hmm. the lyrics are usually pretty complex and, and pretty fun. And she just has a great voice. I mean, even when she just does covers, oh, totally. like it's someone else's song. Like it's she like, just makes it sound so good. It's like, it's definitely like reminiscent of sort of the indie um, Lord voice. But it's... Also a little bit more like, I don't know, it feels a little more optimistic, like peppier than than that. Type it has of. a little British spice on it. A little, little British ting little British to British it. Ting. Yeah, yeah, a little ting ting to it. It's not it's not quite banana avocado. <laughs> All right, cool. What's yeah, you're up. Okay. Um should I start with the more depressing one or should I start with the vibe? Oh, good one? Lord. Dude, it's totally your call. <laughs> up to you. <laughs> what direction is this episode gonna go? I'll start with the more depressing one. Hell just yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> oh, man. So it's Lilies by Roland Font. Okay. Okay. And yeah, the when I was first like thinking about what songs to do, I thought like immediately of Roland Font because his are like, I've heard two songs by him. So I don't know if the rest of his are like this, but they're kind of like depressed depressing but also like i'm gonna return to nature and like i don't know like i just really like the nature imagery he uses 
I had a hard time choosing between the two songs that I know by him, like Lilies and Lake. And honestly, I think Lilies is the more depressing one of the two. So you can find me in the pond, in the lily pad. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. Uh, what made you choose this song, Sophia? <laughs> um, honestly, just the fact that I love like I don't know, I hate the outside, but I love nature imagery. And okay. I like that he was talking about like returning to the earth and like I think it's in this song. It might be in Lake. I've been listening to both of them all day, but there's there's one part where he's like, I wanna kill myself, but also all my friends are here. So I might not kill myself. <laughs> so that's so bad dude as long as this is like the vibe for the episode this is fine like let's get into it today oh no okay oh my god i told you this was the more depressing one i meant it dude it's good it's a good choice it's very existential yeah i just like I don't know, existential music like this is kind of my favorite genre, but I kind of feel like it's really, like, not pretentious, but, like, kind of pretentious, because I'm, like, it's, like, I'm returning to nature and the trees and, like, <laughs> sure. I don't know. I have to be in a mood for it, but when I'm in a mood for it, I'm just, like, I can listen to this for three days straight and just cry. Dude, I, we we had a whole nature episode. I kind of love nature imagery in, in songs, and it fits it's really so well with the whole existential concept of like right and definitely and like the returning to nature part like i feel like that's really like totally i i don't know i don't have a word for it i just really like it <laughs> when you first started playing this remind me of i think one of the songs i posed in the nature um episode uh-huh. uh, called on the nature of daylight yeah it's completely instrumental like there's no lyrics um and it's been used in like countless soundtracks but it if i hadn't already recommend that or put that song in the playlist i would have used that song this week because it, it very much so puts you in that kind of mindset in that mood but I, I i felt it was a little on the somber side for this week which apparently is the vibe we're going for <laughs> but, <laughs> too late too late um, kid <laughs> i was trying to move away from that vibe but it's all good it's you know what it's it's, it's whatever <laughs> no we're like in, in timeline of the road trip we're past sunset now like come on it's oh, true. yeah, this is definitely, like, 2 a.m., like, 4 a.m. Like, you're just kind of yeah. contemplating existence. Yeah, this is probably, like, right before we find a hotel. Yeah. And whoever has the ox is definitely wilding out. Like, you're definitely kind of <laughs> slap happy at 2 a.m., but you're also sad. So it's just kind of, like, genre whiplash where you go back and forth yeah. and real sad, but also, like, someone will probably play Love Sosa at some point. So <laughs> The people in the backseat are passed out. <laughs> you're crying it's raining so it cancels out <laughs> so my next song is also kind of nature imagery cool um i i really okay. had a hard time coming up with a second song because i have like six that i could use um but i think i'm gonna go with in the woods somewhere by hosier okay cool mm. yeah it's not i don't really know a lot of the lyrics to the song it's just like the vibe from like the instruments and like the vocals and just everything put together just really like i don't know i think it might have been cam who said like you feel small and that's kind of the vibe i get from this song 
night so black that the darkness hung. I really like Hozier, but I don't listen to him all that often. I don't know like a lot of songs by him, but like I was just scrolling through my likes on Spotify to see if I could find any more songs. And I was like, oh, he would be perfect for this. Yeah, he seems like like good man of the woods, like existential. Yeah. Nature boy. That's basically all the songs I know. People with this kind of voice, like Hozier or like Louis Capaldi, like the people who can like belt and uh-huh. kind of like sustain notes. Like, that always kind of puts you in a feel. Like, they're kind of on, like, a, a watch list when you're driving. Like, you don't necessarily <laughs> want to be listening to that while you're driving, especially yeah. at night. But they have, like, they kind of, like, create their own kind of atmosphere. Like, they're very... Very atmospheric, yeah. Songs, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, it, they definitely put you in a certain mindset. Yeah, like, if I listen to this and drive, I'm, like, I'm just not there anymore. Like, physically, I'm there, but mentally, I'm gone. You're like, was that a green light I just went through? <laughs> <laughs> when you're like driving for like, you're driving for like five minutes in the middle of your drive and you're like, oh, I'm driving right now. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's what happens. <laughs> like, oh, I was just vibing for a few minutes. <laughs> not, as much as it is like melancholy, kind of sad, like sad is maybe the wrong word for it, but like driving down like one, like a one lane highway when it's like dark. That's the vibe. Like, that's so fun. (laughs) That's true. Maybe fun's the wrong word for it, too. Like, your theme, though, of, um, like, returning to nature. That's something that I feel like... Yeah, that was, like, fully an accident, too. Which is... Yeah, I mean... It works really well. Yeah, it works for, like, a good sort of theme thing going on. Because I like the... I feel like recently I've definitely resonated with... Like, I mean, we're... This is completely hypocritical since I'm saying it on a podcast. But, like being like so digitally tuned in all of the time. Like I'm looking at a screen like 10 of 11 hours during the day that like the concept of like throwing everything away and going to the woods and living in a hut is like very nice. I very, I very much want to be doing that. (laughs) I think I doctors earlier. They're like, one of the questions for screening is like, how much, how many hours in the day do you look at a screen? And I was like, I'll probably like, and then I thought about it. I'm like, it's got to be in the double digits. Oh my like, god! It's horrible, but like the majority of the time that I'm awake is a screen, whether it's phone or computer or TV screen or yeah. something. It's horrifying to put it into numbers, like to quantify it. And I was like, very sheepishly, I was like eleven. <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, like it's so horrible to say out loud. Like I spent eleven hours of my day, probably at least. Oh my god! Looking at a screen. Dude, I hated the uh, when screen time was first a thing on your phone. Because I would like so bad looking at that. Because like screen time on my phone would be like nine hours, and then I would also like be watching movies, watching TV, doing homework on the computer, playing video games. Like the amount that I'm looking at a screen is ninety percent of the day, probably. Even people who who don't, I enjoy it in some regards, but I don't think anybody who is like on their phone all the time actually wants to be on their phone all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't think you can be around our age without being addicted to, the, to your screen, like in some capacity. Like I very recently, within the past like three days, basically, and I'm trying to uphold it as long as I possibly can, 
like just deleted social media from my phone. Like I can, I can go on it on the computer. Like I'm not limiting myself, but just from my phone and already like the amount of time that I'm on my phone has dropped drastically. And like part of me wants to go back on social media. I'm like, Oh, I want to check what's going on. But then like, I realize that I've been significantly happier for three days. And I'm like, why would I stop that? I didn't have social media to like distract myself on my phone during the day. I had stuff to do yesterday, but I had like time in between. I didn't have my phone. I was like, oh, maybe I'll like read a book. I read like 80 pages of a book yesterday. Do you know how like (laughs) much I've accomplished by not having social media on my phone? (laughs) Like that feels, and it's like, I want to go back on social media. I'm like, oh, what am I missing? And then I'll check it on my computer for a little bit and realize that like I'm missing nothing. Yeah, I just deleted Twitter and Instagram off my phone like this morning. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm trying not to be on my devices. And I have like a book that I actually am interested in and want to nice. read. But I'm also like, mm, Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> but even so to me, we'll get there. video games are a little separate, I think. Like I put them like going out of your way to like play video games for like an hour i think is way different and honestly healthier than just like subconsciously scrolling through TikTok. i agree for like an hour. yeah that's true on tiktok you don't get anything out of it other than like maybe a few laughs here and there um but like a video you can you're like you're doing something yeah there's like actually a goal except for twitter for me because that's where all the stephen a smith memes come from so <laughs> i can't delete twitter off my phone trying to vilify social media but i do think that like the like watching a movie, watching TV, playing video games, something with like some sort of a narrative or an objective, like feels significantly more productive to me than being on my phone. And I've also found that like even things I like doing, like watching TV or watching a movie, like I'll watch a movie that I'm genuinely enjoying and then just go on Instagram, like for no mm-hmm. reason. And then yeah, I, when I, I like, like my, and then I watch, I, I've watched two movies this week without kind of like, feeling the need to go on my phone because when I'm not getting constant text messages or updates like I have no reason to go on my phone and so like I'll find that like by the end of the movie I'm like exhausted like my attention span has been completely (laughs) run out which I like need to retrain myself basically yeah it's crazy well let's let's all flee to Alaska woods oh yeah (laughs) Alaska has woods they're not mutually exclusive it has some woods I kind of want to go to Antarctica be tight Antarctica sounds so cool. Dude, right? I don't know if I could handle it being like <laughs> day for six months and then night for six months. I don't know. That seasonal depression wouldn't hit though. <laughs> I feel like daytime would be really nice. Nighttime probably couldn't do. Like six months of no sun would be wild. Yeah. All right. Speaking of continuing the trend of our dumbass segues, <laughs> speaking of daytime or light, my next song is called Light. <laughs> Ooh. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, this song is lyrically not necessarily all that existential. I mean, it's like a love song, so you can kind of interpret it that way. Uh, but it's one of those songs that like just makes you feel like the universe is so big and you're so small and like everything is massive and whatever. And this artist does that with almost all of his songs. The artist is Sleeping at Last and the song is called Light. I really like it. 
it's it's one of my favorite love songs and there's a uh will and i when we made our jur we made our movie um one of the scenes is like we were trying to find a song to like fully bring out the emotions of the actors in the scenes it's like a dance scene with a bunch of lights in it in the background and we played this song on set and like everyone on in the crew like cried like because <laughs> it's like a huge like ballroom dance thing with like fire and there's like lights on in the background i don't know i think that there's like i really am starting to dig this whole concept we i think we've talked about it on the podcast before of like love that's not lust like it's not the same thing it's like you've either been in a relationship for so long or you're so comfortable with a person that it's just like fully deep love and this is one that's like what are some of the lyrics uh may these words be the first to find your ears you are loved your love more than you know like it's not even anything all that intricate but it's just like so deep and it really hits you man it hits you damn wow this episode really is gonna be a roller coaster sadness <laughs> <laughs> we got love songs we got depression honestly that kind of that kind of makes sense for existentialism like what the it's all these like, it's all these big themes it's all yeah. these big so, themes though yeah i like it i've never heard of them i guess this guy or this song songs like this christmas song that is unbelievably sad really? um, well the thing is i say sad but most of his songs are actually fairly happy within like the or not happy but like positive like lyrically uh because they're all usually surrounding like love of some sort because he's married so it's like mainly about his wife oh that's cute oh the so like all but all the songs like kind of sound very much like like hits you very emotionally so it's not sad i would just say it's emotional um yeah. but he also has this album that's do you know do you guys know what the enneagram is no it's like a personality test that kind of puts everybody into one of nine categories basically and as far as personality test goes a bunch of the what, what's the one that's like the inhp or whatever oh myers 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 briggs yeah. yeah yeah so like this is nothing against any personality test or whatever the enneagram is relatively like i would say it's pretty good it like exemplifies people's like flaws and all of their positives I listened to an interview with this guy and he was talking about how you can like take the quiz to see what where you are but realistically re- just read the descriptions of each of them and the one that hits you the hardest is probably the one that you are so it's it's a lot of like narrative archetypes of like the peacekeeper the worker the so like a bunch of kind of things like that so obviously there's flaws in it but it's pretty good and he has an album where each song is kind of like supposed to be for and about that number in the Enneagram. Very emotional and very, very good. So I think Sleeping at Last is great. He's a pretty original artist. Damn, it's pretty big too. Some of his songs are massive. Oh, that's because he had a song in uh, Twilight. <laughs> oh my god. All right, fair enough. Turning Page is on Twilight Breaking Dawn. Oh my god. Discovered on... <laughs> Spotify tells you what playlist artists appear on, and the first one is just called Life Sucks. <laughs> oh my god. Life Sucks and Broken Heart are two of the playlists he has discovered on. <laughs> Alright. Last song. Last song. Closing the episode. We're kind of bringing it back full circle. Cool, let's bring it we're back. We're it with some positivity. I was trying to match the vibe, but none of the songs I really had are anywhere near what's already been proposed. So, <laughs> we're going with it um it's it's kind of a cheesy pick i think because i think a lot of people know this song this isn't very creative but i love this song nonetheless um i think you showed it to me casey for a 
bit we tried to do either in high school <laughs> okay i think it was in high school maybe around theater production um for a very stupid video we tried to do that was so fun to film but just had nothing to do with what was the actual assignment oh i know exactly it what it's gonna was, be um, oh lost yeah lost it to trying but yes. it's <laughs> Dude, this is a great episode. There's some bomb songs on this episode. Yeah, this is a certified <laughs> banger. And it's it makes me crack up every time I hear it. Because when you first showed me this, I was like kind of appalled. Because I was like, this is just the melody for a... um. Oh, what the f- who are they called? This is embarrassing. Fall Out Boy. It was a Fall Out Boy song that used this melody. And I forget is which it really? one it was. But Fall Out Boy on American Beauty used this melody on one of their songs. And I was like, Casey, oh. you're just showing me a stripped down version of this Fall Out Boy song. <laughs> and it took me so long to realize that, no, in fact, Sun Lux made their own song. And Fall Out Boy, <laughs> I guess, sampled it or something. I think it's, it might be 4th of July, but I'm not entirely sure which one uses it. Sun it's Lux a banger has by been Fall sampled Out Boy, a lot. But Sun Lux is the original creator of this melody, so I want to give them credit. But I remember being so confused when you first showed me. I was like, no, Casey, this is a Fallout Boy song. Get with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's such an idiot. Yeah, I I love this song. Dude, they're very focused on instrumentals. They feel very, like, sci-fi to me. Like, that they should be in, like, Mm. a sci-fi movie. I have a song. Dude, I got into Sunlux because of the dance activity. Oh, really? Speak of full <laughs> circle, the uh, their first song that I heard was called Flickers, and it was used in like a dance assembly in like seventh grade or something. And it was right after we read Fahrenheit 451, and me and Will were like, we need to use this for a Fahrenheit 451 trailer. Um, <laughs> and yeah, they're just like really focused on instrumentals. I think they're like very cool, very high tech techno type. But Lost It to Trying is on the Paper Town soundtrack. It's on. I I can only imagine how many like movie soundtracks Lost in the Trying has made it onto. All right, is that the episode? That might be the episode. I'm kind. Of, I've said everything I want to say about my songs. Yeah, Sophia, you got anything else to add? Any last words? Um... You have forty seconds on the red carpet. We have a camera there. We have a camera <laughs> over there. <laughs> it's been real. It's called Last Words. Um, Stan Watsky. Yeah, okay, I was thinking when we were talking about screens, we probably we could have done like tiny glowing screens. We could have done any oh, of those. Oh, that would have been cool. That's kind of existential. Yeah, I was thinking about mm-hmm. um, conversations for... Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. He has a lot of ones like that. Yeah, true. A lot true. of theories when you mentioned Watsky. Oh, like, theories Yeah, good. theories, totally. All right, well, next episode Yeah, what's, is, next, what's uh, the topic next week? I think we've been uh, I think we've been fully avoiding it long enough and this episode was already kind of uh, delving into it. So the next episode isn't necessarily going to be sad, but the theme is gut punch. So it's like whatever oh song you listen to and like you remember being like, "Oh, like oh my god," cuz we're getting emotional. It doesn't have to be sad, just emotional. Okay. I feel like we keep like skirting around sad too. We're like, "We're going to get the sad <laughs> songs eventually." And then they like pop up in every episode, we kind of skirt around it. So full Full unapologetically, we have the right to get sad next episode. <laughs> Full send. It's late. We're probably at like, we had sunset a couple episodes ago. So we're probably at like, what, like 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock? Almost midnight? Mm, at least. Yeah, we're pretty close to midnight. So this might be the episode before 
Like before we find a hotel. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, well, actually, no, because like 13 hours. We said we're going to drive 13 hours each day. Okay. 27 episodes. So we're like, we know, like, this is the last stretch to the hotel, but it's like when you look at your GPS and it's like, stay straight for 237 right. miles. <laughs> like, it's just super far away. It's probably good to get the like sad stuff out like a little bit before we find a hotel because otherwise we're gonna exactly. be like really sad going to bed and we don't want that. <laughs> so um yeah, next episode is called Gut Punch. But this was the existential episode. So thank you for being on, Sophia. This was fun. Of course, it was fun. And thank you to the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> the the Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> I never we don't have an outro. We don't have a good outro. We never know how to end it. Should we come up with an outro right now? Sophia, what's a good outro? Um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Cool. Oh, wow. I don't like forget it. to like, comment, and subscribe. Thank cool. you for listening. <laughs>